Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. I want you to turn to the first chapter of the book of Acts. First chapter of the book of Acts. And we're going to look at, we're going to look at God's Word today on... Uh, expectation versus anticipation. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for City Church. I thank you for how Ben has led us this morning to, to know that as we worship you, you're the King of kings and Lord of lords, and you give us hope. You never disappoint us. Father, as we gather here today in the Hundreds and hundreds that watch online, we just pray that you would touch each one of our hearts through the power of your spirit, just what we need today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to look at Acts chapter 1, and to give you a little bit of background, Jesus has been resurrected through the power of God. And after the, the crucifixion, the resurrection, Jesus is there now, and he ministers back to those that he loves for, for some 40 days. Now he's getting ready to go to heaven till we know the, when the rapture takes place. So he's getting ready to leave. He's prepared his disciples. He's conversing with them, and the question to them is the same, really, as in Matthew uh, 24. They still go back to that, and they're going, Lord, I... We're not sure what's getting going to happen, but when are you going to restore God's kingdom for Israel here on this earth? And he tells them the same thing. He says this, when it's time, it's time. Only the Father in heaven knows that time. But when it's time, you'll know. And in, in the process, here's what I want you to do. But what happens is interesting. He has that time with them, prepares them what to do, stay in Jerusalem till you get the power of the Holy Spirit and to go through all the world that will help you, not only yourself, to have strength. I'll be with you always from that, and then you'll tell those in the world about me and how that they can have hope. Stops right there. Jesus is speaking to them. They're out in an open field, and this is what happens in in Acts chapter 1 and verse 11, Jesus is, starts to ascend into heaven. Acts chapter 1 verse 11. Bible tells us they're all standing there and they're not really sure what's going on and they don't realize it, but two angels have come down right beside them. And this is what takes place in verse 11. Who also said, men of Galilee, these are, the, these are the angels now. Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Expectation. You know, they're there and they're like, this is not really what I thought was going to happen. I, I thought, you know, Lord, I, 
wait a minute, you know, the Lord's talking to us here, and next thing you know, he's a little bit away from us, and then there, he starts to, he, wait, 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 we didn't expect this. Wait, we thought, man, after your resurrection, it was going to, this was going to happen. And, and man, you know, we're the disciples and everybody was going to look at us in a different way. And, and we're going to be a part of this kingdom. We're going to be in the, in the end crowd now. We're not going to be persecuted anymore. And, and they're thinking all these things. And I'll say, wait a minute, we're all by ourselves. What's going on here, Lord? Expectation. Expectation, in other words, if you look it up, in a dictionary, it means to assume. In other words, this happens to all of us. You have, you have a friend. Maybe I'm that friend that says I'm going to be there at 10 o'clock. And eh, it's about 10, 15, 10, 30. Right? You, all have, you expect a set of time. Expect that person is going to. You expect that this person is going to do a certain job in the workplace. You expect, you just assume that it's going to get done. It doesn't. And if it does get done, it's sure not done in the way that you thought it was going to be. Right? We expect. When we expect. I want you to get this. When you expect something, all of us have those expectations. I guarantee you, you'll be disappointed. You will really be disappointed. The more expectations you have, the more you'll be disappointed. What God wants us to have instead of saying, wait a minute, Lord, what are you doing? Hey, the Lord told you all the time that he was here on earth, this is what was going to happen, and he was going to give you the power to live and the power to preach his gospel. Now go do what he said to do. Now it always turns out the way we think it's going to be. But what really hurts us is when we expect something, it doesn't come through, we get disappointed, and when we get disappointed, we get discouraged. Let me say that again. When you expect something and you really think this should happen because I did this, I did that, or I deserve this, or this, this and all those things, you expect it to happen, and especially with people. We expect something else. When it doesn't happen, really disappointed. And when you're really disappointed, if we're not careful, that disappointment, because we expected it to happen, can turn into discouragement. Do you know that the, the average Hollywood star, one who actually makes it, if you want to use those words in Hollywood, do you know the, what, for whatever part it is that they're going for, the average person in Hollywood gets turned down a hundred times. They go into it. I'm just right for this part. I know I'm going to get it. I expect it. I know it's going to happen. Not many people are going for it. Turn down. Turn down again. Turn down again. Turn down again. What, what drives a person that can continue to take that kind of rejection? I'm not sure, but I, I know this. I know as a believer, let's throw that back out behind us and let's look at life not with expectation, but with anticipation. It's a difference. When we anticipate, in other words, we actually know, and as we look in the, into God's word and we anticipate, you have a certainty. 
happen. You anticipate. You have a certainty that you know that it's going to happen. In other words, in basketball or football, someone's dribbling down a court, and, and you know the other guy's down there, and you have provisional vision. You anticipate, and you're going to flick that ball before he gets there, right? You're anticipating that that person is going to be there right at that right time, and you do that just like a play in football. A guy knows we're going to call whatever you're going to call him play in the huddle. The guy knows, the quarterback knows this play, he knows 30 yards down the road on an end route, he's going to throw that ball, and a guy, he's going to throw it before he gets here because the guy running the route knows exactly right where it's going to be. He anticipates that it's already happened. That's what I want you to get today. I want you to know what the Lord is doing in your life. Don't get discouraged about it. He's got such a plan for your life that you can anticipate that it's going to happen. You just got to run the route or go down the floor. You just got to get there. It's going to happen. Because God is in control of your life. It's going to happen. When you live with anticipation... And you know it's going to happen? You live with hope. No matter how much the rejection, no matter how many times you've been turned down, you know that the Lord has gifted you for what you do in this life. And I don't care how many times someone says no, you still know it's going to happen. How can we continue to live by that? The power of what Jesus gave the disciples is the same power that we have. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know some, someone, some people in leadership sometimes will say to the person who's a Christian who got the job, you know what, I, I, I'm not really sure uh, this person's as qualified that person. I'm not really sure why I chose you, but for some reason, you got the job. That's the Holy Spirit. Know that you live with the power that comes from heaven that the people in this world do not have anticipate what God has for you, planned for you, in an amazing way. And if you and I can live that way, what does the Bible tell us? Well, this is what God's Word tells us in Romans chapter 5 is going to happen. If we live with anticipation and not expectation. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. In other words, we anticipate. We know we can stand because we know something's going to, he's going to come through and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. In other words, that hope that we have, that grace, we can go into the throne room of heaven and ask him for anything. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Now, if you want to say there's a verse in the Bible that I'm not sure that I understand, I, I just don't know, you know, I just, you know, I got all these problems with my body, you know, now that we all have, we go, oh, Lord, thank you. I can't hardly walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night, but Lord, thank you. Right? I don't know about that, right? I'm not sure. Glory. We, in, in all those trials that you're facing right now, or maybe what you've been through that you didn't expect to go through in this life, the Lord says, if you're willing to what you've been through in this life to praise me, not, not question me, but give me glory, here's what he says. 
through whom we also have access by faith into the grace in which we stand. In other words, we're going to anticipate and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation that you're going through right now or have been through, it's working to such a place that through that, through that trial, tribulation, it's going to produce something. Perseverance and that perseverance character and that character is going to give you hope. And this is a great verse. Now the hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. If you always have hope in Jesus, always have hope, I'm telling you, it's always going to work out. Not if, not 90% of the time. If you hope in Jesus, we have a promise right there. God will never disappoint you, ever. You know, it's always amazing if you've got teenagers or you remember back when you were a teenager and, and uh, you, you, you know, you're dating and, and the whole thing and, and you know, you're, and you're, you know, getting, you know, eight, so, a little bit older, 17, 18, 19, whatever your day and so-and-so and all of a sudden he or she, whichever one break, you know, they break up with you and you're, you're just devastated, right? Your life is basically over. It's just over, Right? And for some reason, I don't know how you do this, but you, you turn it over to the Lord and, and you say, you know, Lord, I, I, I'm really, really hurt right now, broken. And, and I, don't, I don't understand this, but I, I'm going to trust. I, I, some way, somehow, my emotions, everything, I'm, I'm going to trust you. A few years go by, find the person of your dreams, good Christian guy, good Christian girl, whatever. You get married. And, and the Lord's blessed. About eight years down the road, you run into your old boyfriend or old girlfriend. And what do you do? You walk away going, thank you, Lord, that that didn't happen. Right? Don't lie to me. It's the truth. It's the truth. What, what if? What if you let that go, Right? What your expectations? Oh, this this is the person I know it is. For I know this is supposed to be this way. Doesn't happen. And if you if you so look to the Lord and you say, Lord, okay, I'm good with that. Man, the Lord is going to honor you because you trust Him, because He knows everything, He sees everything, and He knows you better than you will ever 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 know yourself. Let me just put this in neutral for a minute and talk to you about City Church, talk to you about my background, and talk to you about, uh, turn our last verse here in just a minute, and just talk to you about where we are, what's going on, which I talked about last week. I had a meeting this week, and, you know, I didn't know quite what was going to happen, and I hadn't slept for the last two weeks because of this meeting. Well, to sum this up and share with you where we're at and why I'm sharing this with you today is, um, you know, I always thought, expectations, I always thought as we have continued to grow as a church and 
had a little setback with COVID. Now we're growing again. And the Lord is so blessed City Church financially that I'm truly, truly humbled. And, uh, and we've looked all around for a church and all this time. I thought, you know, in the back, way back in the back of my mind, I, well, maybe, maybe some way, somehow, uh, maybe the temple which I grew up in, my grandfather started, my dad pastored, I did, I was saved there and the whole thing. And, and uh, my brother and I, and we just have our whole family, we just have just really great memories of people that were so good to us and informed my life. And, I, and so I found out there was a sign on the temple door that said, uh, uh, would you come to this meeting if you're interested or not, whether or not this building uh, should be torn down and, and, you know, whatever that was going to be. So I prayed on and off for a lot for the last couple of weeks. And the meeting, Ernie was there with me, went to the meeting this last Wednesday morning. And um, um, let me give you the, the short end of a long meeting. It just was this. Um, if it's not, if the temple's not sold, the Akron Baptist Temple or the building that's over there now in 2324 Manchester, if it's not sold, basically in the next 90 days, they're going to tear the building down. All of it. And if you don't know, there's 265,000 square feet. Now, a big home is 3,000 square feet, so that kind of gives you an idea. 265,000 square feet under roof. I didn't know this, but we were talking last week before I went to me. There's over 40 bathrooms in a facility. <laughs> just, a little, just a little side note for you to know that. But, you know, I went to the meeting and I heard uh, a lot of things wrong, but basically a uh, representative for the police department was there, and they said within the last year, in the last year it's been vacant sitting there for two years, and me thinking maybe somehow, some way that we'd be able to get it, we'd be able to take city church over there and do that. But do you know what? It's just not the, whatever you're thinking, uh, I just want you to know the Lord turned my heart. And man, it took a long time. But I really, over the last few years, have really sought the Lord. It's, I mean, it's, it's my life. It's my, my grandfather started the very first brick of the property. I don't know if you know this. Not. A lot of people don't know this. That property there where my grandfather was. You just hold on a few minutes. I'm just rambling here today. The person who owned those 25 acres did not want to sell it to my grandfather because the church was going to go on that property. And my grandfather would not stop. He says he called a buddy of his up that was a realtor. He says, hey, Joe, uh, uh, hey, do me a favor. This person will sell me a property. I'm going to give you the money. Will you go buy the property for me? It's a true story. That's how that property was purchased. The person would not sell it to him. And so he called his buddy up, his realtor. The realtor bought the property and turned it over to, my, to the temple. <laughs> He's a character, man, my grandfather. Anyway, so they built the building. A lot of great stories that happened there. A lot of miracles. Thousands of people accept Christ as their Savior. From that facility, from the Lawson Foundation, and my dad and grandfather, J.J. Lawson, his wife, Norm Lawson, and Franny, and my mom and dad were such good friends. The Lawson stores, if you remember that we're here, well, he... 
was tragically killed, he and his wife, at a car wreck out, out past Fairlawn on, on uh, I think it was Smith Road, and uh, in an instant, taken into heaven. Strong believers, strong Christians, where they set a foundation up. From that foundation, the Lawson Foundation, and partner with the Baptist Temple, 2324 Manchester Road, they started and helped over 300 churches and or missions all around the world, 300 other churches, always doing this, always giving them the gospel, but knowing in mind, which I said at this meeting, my grandfather had a saying, you can never lead anybody to Jesus on an empty stomach. <laughs> and so feeding them here in Akron, I can't tell you the thousands and thousands of dollars as they partnered together with groceries during right after the Depression, World War II, all that, and then all around the world. All those things that were done. Thousands of people. It's our largest to time, Life Magazine, Look Magazine, all the big publications featured on the front page, largest church in America, largest Sunday school in the world. With a person who only had an eighth grade education. It shows you what the Lord can do. Now, with all that being said, I'm sitting there knowing all that had happened there, knowing this is going to happen. But I knew the Lord touched my heart before that meeting. And I heard what was said and how that the police had been called out in the last year. Police report, this is from the police department, a spokesman there, in the last year had been called out 150 times for break-ins into that building in the last year. And, you know, I began to hear the representative from the police department say, you know, this is jeopardizing also the safety of our officers. And then the fire department spoke, the mayor's office spoke, and, and again, outside of 90 days, if it doesn't sell within the next 90 days, it's still up for sale, then it will, it will be knocked down. Now, I could get really, you know, whatever about that, or I could say, you know, <laughs> that place out there, it had its day. Those of you who are here, those of you who are watching, those of you who have gone home to be with the Lord, accepted Christ there or through there or maybe a friend that went there or a family member. You know, that's amazing. And that's what it was for. That's what it will always be known for. And so it had its day. And my expectation was, ah, maybe we can always go there. And as the price continued to escalate, what it would cost to to refurbish and repair. The police officer said this from the, the representative, not didn't say it Wednesday, but it, I was told before this. If you walk in the building, there is not one place in 265,000 square feet under roof that has not been vandalized. Not one, not one wall, not one piece of carpet, not one department everything. Taken, ripped out, trashed, unbelievable. And of course I get really mad and upset about that. 
you did maybe the attended there. But it's God's time, and when God says this chapter is over, for whatever reason in your life and in my life, listen, anticipate that he's got something better. That's what I want you to know today. That's what I want to know today. It's hard for me to hear what I heard Wednesday, but when I had the opportunity to speak, I got up behind the podium, there's a microphone, and I just shared my heart, a few things I said. And I just said, you know, I, as hard as this might be for me, I, I'm in agreement with you. And the reason I wanted to share this today, and I was in agreement with the city, if it doesn't sell within 90 days, to tear it down. I want to share that today because if this does come out in the paper, and if it does, which it probably will, I, I don't want anybody that's watching or anyone that's here or maybe used to go there, I want you to know that it's okay. And I don't want you to think, how can a city do that? Or this meant that this did this and this did all this amazing thing. Sure it did. But there's a time for such a time as this. There's a time in your life, if the Lord is in control, there's a time that he will use in a great way and give you something amazing if you and I will let him. Don't get bitter. Don't question. Maybe for a little bit you might. I did. It's okay. But you know, if you continue to question and resent it, that can turn in to anger, and that can turn into resentment. And so the way, whether it happens to me personally or the way it happens to affect you, hey, it's the Lord's time. Let's anticipate. Let's look forward as God birthed this church and brought our leadership team together, as you have unbelievably blessed financially, and how that he has brought us all together and through COVID and what he's doing. Hey, we're not going to be just here with the camels on the wall over there. It's okay. You know. And we're blessed to tell him, let's just meet here. It's just temporary. God's got a place for us. And you know when it, when it happens? I mean, oh, man, Lord, it's worth the wait. God never disappoints. I want you to flip that into your life right now. Are you willing to so trust him today? And, yeah, my heart pulls when I drive out there on Manchester Road and see that place the way it is and question and wonder why. But you know what? That's not for me to do. What I'm supposed to do is say, Lord, by faith, my family, my kids, my grandkids, same as you, I'm going to put them in your hands. And whatever we go through is turbulent water, we're going to do whatever we got to do to know, to look to you. Lord, give me wisdom. 
for this season in my life. And I know, as we read today, the whole time, what you're going through today, what you've been through, he's building character in your life. He's building perseverance in your life. And when he builds it in, the strength that you gain and the way that you look at life is un. You can't explain to people how that you look at life, maybe compared before what you went through. Why? Because you were willing to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Think about it. What you're going through right now, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I can't see, but I'm going to anticipate. I'm going to hope because anticipation means I'm going to throw that ball knowing that he's right there. He's going to take it and do it. And hey, he's got a plan for your life. See, because when it, when it says, you know, character, hope, all of them, perseverance, and all the trials and tribulations, that's rough times. You're going, you might be going through some really rough times right now. The Lord's saying, right now is when I want you to have the faith that you need to have, even though you don't understand it. And say, Lord, I give it to you. My kids, when, when they're wayward, Lord, I give it to you. Lord, I, I don't have a job. I don't know what's going to happen. I give it to you. And then you just fill in the blank. What is it with you today? I don't know. Here's how we overcome, and we'll close with this. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. previous verse talks about the devil and in your life and in my life this is something I always do he is an accuser of the brother in other words what I just said to you you know what the devil's going to tell you you don't deserve you're never going to get there because you don't deserve it look what you did Look how you acted. Look how you were with the Lord for this many years or that many years. Or you, you're just too far gone. I, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He wants to discourage you and knock you down so you won't go to the Lord. When it says we can go to the throne of grace boldly, that means with anything, anything on our heart, we can go to the Lord with. So how do we win and how do we overcome and get there? Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. One, by the word of their testimony. Two, and third, they did not love their lives to the death. What's the Lord telling us? If you want to truly make it, have joy and peace in this life, you go back to salvation. You go back to the cross and the resurrection and what Jesus did. Always remembering through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, through him taking all of our sins and shed his perfect blood, on that crucifixion day to know and to remember as a believer that it's not me. I'm going to overcome through the blood of the Lamb, through what Jesus did for me. And devil, 
you will never, ever, ever be able to defeat my Lord and Savior. So what I'm going through, I'm going to give it to him, and he's going to fight my battles. Secondly, he says, and by the word of their testimony. You know what sometimes we need to do that we forget? I don't even, I don't, I don't even care if it's your best friend. Care if it's your mate. I don't care who it is you're talking. Sometimes we just need to remind ourselves to remember the day that we accepted Christ as our Savior. Hey, you know, man, I remember this, and and you go, you go through it. Man, I just remember. There's power in that. See, we remember. Hey, wait a minute. There was some way, somehow, the Lord through faith was knocking on the door of my heart, and I, and I prayed and asked Christ in my life, and this is what's happened. That's what's happened. This is where I was at. This is what he brought me through. There's power in you sharing your testimony. We overcome the devil by knowing who did it for us. Jesus Christ shed blood on the cross of Calvary and his death and his resurrection. We overcome by sharing with other people our own testimony, and we overcome knowing that this life is just a vapor. And we don't worry about what's we don't have to worry about what's going to happen and how we're going to get taken out of this life. Because we know our anticipation, our hope is either the Lord's coming back in the air for us in the clouds of glory, looking, looking, looking for our blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or if we're taken out this week for some reason. Bible says in a matter of seconds, we'll see all our loved ones anyways. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today, we do what we always do, whether you're watching, whether you're here, those that are watching. The Bible says about that salvation, about who Jesus is and what he's done for us, the Son of God. Bible tells us he came, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross. He shed blood for all of our sins. His word tells us that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what your background is. Doesn't matter what you've done. Right now, Jesus says, all you got to do is just trust me. Pray with me. Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. That you came into this world for me. And that you died on the cross. You shed your blood for all of my sins. And I ask you right now, by faith, to come into my heart. Forgive me, Jesus, for all my sins. Thank you for saving me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you. For those that accept you listening today, we thank you for those that are even here today right amidst among us and if they want that hope that I talked about today may a friend bring a friend 
that same prayer, I will lead them in right here at this altar. They want to accept you today. Lord, just touch their heart to do so. As Ben leads us in this closing verse of invitation song, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.